what John, Rashawn, and Dell don't know is that I'm actually playing a game in this episode of MCU Reviewed. I'm going to say, by casually slipping and not so casually slipping the titles of each of the songs of Awesome Mix into the conversation today. Tell me what order I said them in at facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. You'll see the status that I want you to comment on. I'm giving away a free We Are Groot Geekiverse t-shirt. We're going to pick a winner at random. Also, I'm going to give away a bonus shirt at random if John, Rashawn, or Dell pick up on what I'm doing during the episode. Good luck. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's been a long few weeks. Welcome back to the MCU Reviewed here on the Geekiverse channel as sponsored by our friends over at Fantastic. Thanks uh, for sticking with us here. Uh, we unfortunately ran into a few scheduling snafus. We are back, uh, and there's really, uh, I would say, no better one to come back to uh, at this point than Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, so on. This is uh, one of the only movies I own uh, physically, and I didn't bring it up here. I'm such an idiot. Could have been. I could have been rocking oh, with John. you. Come on. Do you have this version? This, uh, uh, this cover? I do not. Probably. No, I don't have a slip cover on mine, I don't think. I, I have that cover. If you don't have that cover, you don't, you don't have the movie. You're just... It's just there. Well then, yeah, I think after guys, <laughs> so after this episode, you are going to be hooked on a feeling. And honestly, guys, we're going to get all the way to the the rankings here uh, as we've been doing week to week. I re- I don't know truly where this will sit. Will it go all the way? I don't know. I don't know. I'm Time will tell. Stay tuned for for later in the show. Um, I've got some high hopes. Anyway, I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, Baba Yaga himself, John Fick. I'm so happy to be back here, man. It's been it felt, it's felt like it far th- too long. It's been like a week and a half, but it has felt like a month, man. This has been such an awesome staple of my week, so it's been it's been tough to not be doing this. I have missed this, and we are about to hit a hot stretch of, of movies here, relatively speaking. Rashawn Anderson, the Platinum King. Rashawn, you ready to talk some Guardians of the Galaxy? Eh? Yes, I am. This is one of the weeks I've been waiting for. This yeah, this is good. this was this was a fun one. Still is a fun one. <clears throat> good answer, and uh, of course. It's it's really really good to have Mr. Dell Reed himself back. Dell, uh, if you don't know, uh, is the co-founder or uh, co-owner and co-founder Twenty Six Shirts and Fantastic, who sponsors the show. Uh, some really really good stuff, which we'll get into there. But Dell, I know you're excited to talk Guardians. I missed you guys so much. I am so happy to be back. Uh, it's been really tough the past few movies listening to it, um, the podcast, and not being able to weigh in. So um, it's good to see your faces. It's good to hear some of your terrible takes. And I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to ask. I have bit. to ask. Who, he, he was pointing who, out Rashawn there for sure. No, no, no. I have to ask. <laughs> who has who upset you the most out of us three? Don't hold back. I know Probably it's not Rashawn. me, but don't hold back. It's Rashawn. <laughs> Maybe Rashawn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Oh, man. It's well, all love over here. It's all love over here. It's all it is. It's all subjective. The uh, the gloves came off during some of the Iron Man sequels. There, as we saw Rashawn lose his mind, which was fun. And you lose know, his snap. we're back here though. Oh, <laughs> he lost his snap. Oh, that that makes it all the more sweet for me. So if you're watching the video version, you'll see that John is wearing uh, a really nice shirt. Uh, It says Buffalo on it in the Marvel logo. I've got a shirt on as well in the Mandalorian theme that says the Buffalonian. Uh, These are from Fantastic. So, uh, Dell, just in a a quick nutshell, if you want to give just the the spiel for what you guys do, and then we'll get into the meat of the show. Yeah, uh, Fantastic is a subdivision of 26 Shirts, which is our local t-shirt company here in Buffalo, where... 
Uh, we try to come up with really cool designs that represent, you know, aspects of the city of Buffalo, whether it's, you know, the teams or the city itself. Um, and for every shirt we sell, we give back to the community, to, normally to a family in need. And um, Fantastic allows us to explore the geeky part, you know, of, you know, um, the ideas that we have in terms of T-shirts, because we love our bills, we love our sabers, but sometimes, man, you just got to do a Captain America shirt. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're just, you know, happy to be a part of all this and we love the Geekiverse and we're happy to support everything they do. Well, thanks for sponsoring the show. Uh, last thought here. Uh, what is your running tally for how much you've raised for these families, these charities in need? Yeah, we're uh, at, currently at $788,000 and change that we've managed to um, raise so far. So um, very proud of that. And it's, you know, we get a lot of credit for other people's generosity. We can put out all the different shirts in the world on the internet, but if people don't believe in what we do when they don't buy them, then nothing good happens. So. Hey, knocking on the door at 800 there. That's pretty awesome. And before you know it, we'll be at a million. That's awesome, man. Thanks for all you do. My pleasure. Believe me. Thanks for all you do. I love your site. I love all of the work that, you know, Geekiverse puts out all the, you know, everything you guys do. I love it. It means a lot. We have a, we have a lot of fun doing it. So thank you for being a part of it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, we talked pre-show very briefly because it was hard not to keep a lid on all these feelings for, for our, you know, this movie in general. So Dell and I kind of were talking about, uh, Dell said it was the gateway movie. I, I always said that was Avengers for me, but man, this one took me to an even higher level than, the, than that one could have. So uh, just uh, kind of initial thoughts on, on the movie. I know we're going to get real into this one. There's no doubt about it. This may be a longer episode. We'll do our best. But uh, just quick feelings on, uh, on the movie itself in general. We'll start with John. I don't know how you watch this movie and don't love it, man. It's just so much fun. Uh, start to finish, it's just a blast. Uh, the soundtrack, the style, the the cast, the the comedy—it's so so good. Um, you say this is this is the kind of the one that clicked for you, maybe more so than Avengers. For me, it was the one that I realized, okay, I trust them because when I first saw these trailers, I'm like, Marvel, what are you doing? Like, come on, there's a talking raccoon. Oh my god, there's a tree. Is that the guy from uh, Parks and Rec? He's a super. What what's going on? I don't. I think I'm done. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think I was done, but I'm like, all right, this is a pass. I really don't. This is a pass for me. And I didn't see this movie in theaters. I, I really did skip out on it. Even after I heard all like my my friends praise it, they were all like, it was great. I'm like, I'm sure it is. I'll, I'll catch it eventually. It just the premise just didn't hit for me. The vibe of the movie that is so so clear when you watch it just didn't hit for me in the trailers for whatever reason. And it's on me for not being you know not paying attention enough or not you know doing enough research to figure out that this movie is going to be awesome because it it certainly was that man. I I love this movie so much. So John saw the trailer, said, I'm not in love, saw the movie, and said, I'm back in. Oh, my God, yeah. Basically. Yeah, I trust you. You, you have my full trust, Marvel. Like, do whatever you want. You're going to give me an Ant-Man? I'm in. You're going to give me... I don't care. I, <laughs> full trust. That's a good way to put it. Uh, it's on my notes. So I'm just going to jump to it real quick. I remember uh, the month before this came out, Game Informer magazine. So I still had a subscription for Game Informer magazine. If you had, GameStop sold that, I, th I think they still technically do, actually, maybe. But anyway, they uh, had a calendar, not just for game releases, but for movies. And they had a quick synopsis, uh, not a synopsis, really, but just a few sentences on Guardians of the Galaxy before it came out. And the, it basically, to paraphrase it, said, OK, Marvel, this is the one. They're seeing how far they can push us. Because to this point, we've loved every Marvel movie. If they can make Guardians of the Galaxy a success, they can make anything a success. And uh, to a point, they they did that, I think. 
Uh, Rashawn, overall feelings on on the movie here? Yeah, um, <clears throat> same sentiments as John. Like I remember when this when this was first shown, I was just like, again, fresh after Winter Soldier. I'm just like, what? Is, well, I think maybe the trailer may have been shown uh, before Winter Soldier came out. Uh, but even still, I'm just like, what the heck are we doing at this point? And again, for me, y'all know how I feel about these movies. After seeing Iron Man 3, Thor Dark World, technically not having seen Winter Soldier yet, I was like, this is, where I don't know where we're going. It doesn't look good. Um, like any bad thing you could have said about the promotion for this movie, or just the way the movie looked, I should say, um, I had said. And... I remember it came a time when a buddy of mine just hit me up and wanted to go see this on opening day. And I wasn't going to, I was just going to go see it whenever. I'm just like, Oh, you know what? I haven't seen this friend in a while. Let's go. And this is still to this day. Was it six years later? Uh, Arguably this still the funnest experience I've ever had at a movie theater. Uh, This movie is incredible. Um, yeah, that is just you can't for me, I can't talk about my first impression of this movie without saying how how terrible I thought it was gonna be. I even thought at one point it wasn't even gonna connect. I thought it was gonna be a one off movie. I wanted to I was, say that I too. Think, yeah, because like yeah, we were still early MCU and like X-Men was still happening and like we were just fresh off like sort of the Raimi trilogy. Spider-Man three wasn't that far ago. So like the the MCU was still a new idea to me. So when I saw this, I didn't even think it was the MCU. I'm like, oh, Marvel has licenses out there. People are making movies. And I don't think I knew that until like deep into into the movie being out there and people being really all about it. I Yeah, I did not think this movie connected to the MCU when I first saw the trailers for sure. And this was a perfect example of, and what solidified my first impressions with this for me, like when I watched it, like one of the things I had is like, this is proof, like John said, that they can do, they can do whatever, like the MCU gets praised for taking B and C level heroes from the comics and turning them into a, a plus S tier um, characters uh, that people love and care about. This was at the time, the most risky thing they've ever done. Uh, this was guardians of the galaxy before this movie was D maybe even F tier Marvel. <laughs> it was definitely D um, D or lower for sure. So this really solidified that. Okay. Like John said, I trust them. You do whatever y'all want and I'll, and I'll back off and I'll wait till release data to, to judge. So, so on the flip side, I legitimately was excited to see this uh, with the trailer. I was like, this looks like a blast. I'm all about it. I also wasn't sure if it connected really uh, in the terms of the MCU. I thought legitimately it was a spoof movie by Marvel spoofing their own stuff. And I was all about it. I was, that's fine. You know, I was like, sign me up. This is great. It looks like a pretty good cast. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a good time. I, that was only scratching the surface. It just truly, uh, you know, the, the rest is history. Del, uh, give us your, your thoughts on the movie. Yeah, when it was first, uh, when the trailer was released, and even when the movie first came out, it didn't really even register much with me. I was like, oh, this must be like some off-brand Marvel movie. Like, you know, just like just like this guy. You know, I didn't think it, you know, uh, whether, it was, whether it was a, you know, a Sony thing or like whatever. I didn't even give it much attention. I was like, oh, space. I like space movies. That's cool. You know, I'll get to it. And then I talked to my friend Dan uh, a week or so after he'd seen it. He's like, bro, you have to see this movie. And I will go see it with you. I want to see it again. And I was like, all right. And walked out of the theater going, holy crap. That was the most fun I've had in years. Like nonstop, just from the jump, the entire movie is fun. Um, And even afterwards, I didn't really realize um, 
if they were going to connect it into the bigger MCU. I knew they were talking about like Infinity Gauntlet type stuff, but um, even at that point, like I was like, are they even doing anything with this really in the bigger picture? So, um, but yeah, I love it. It's my, you know, then my, you know, my kids saw it. They love it. My wife saw it. She, she loved it. Like it's, it's just such a universally enjoyable film. You can go into that movie and you don't have to know all the movies that happened before you know and just it's cool that if you know that stuff you get some of the references and everything especially like in you know the collector shop which i'm sure we'll get into but there's so many like so many easter eggs and 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 nods in this movie but um you can go into it not having any marvel knowledge whatsoever and just enjoy it as opposed to say like you know ultron where you go into it and if you didn't see winter soldier you have no idea what happened to shield and like it's dependent on so many of the previous movies this one's just a it could have been done just as a one-off and maybe they did that on purpose because they didn't know how it was going to land, but such a great movie. Yeah. I've got some notes about that. Like, and I think it's kind of like a encompassing point to talk about. If this wasn't an MCU movie, I almost think it would be maybe even more praised. I think this could is like legitimately one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. It is so different and it's so unique. Like I think, it, mm-hmm. it would be a different kind of like cult following, but it, it's such a unique sci-fi movie. Like no one has ever used comedy like this. The production value <laughs> is so so good. It's 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 an incredible sci-fi movie removed from the MCU. I'm sorry, Lord's being a jerk right now. She's I. What do you want? She's like pushing the switch in front of me. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. She wants Animal Crossing. I don't know. You don't? Do you just have Animal Crossing in your pocket? I saw his face. I was trying not to. I was, I was trying so hard for the last five minutes, and every time I would push it away, oh, she would just like shove it. Oh, gosh, I'm no, sorry, everybody. You're good. I have a tweet that I Animal tweeted, Crossing. I tweeted it it's yesterday. So uh, I was sitting in the I was sitting in my room in this office yesterday listening to a podcast and yeah. I and I felt like I was hearing a faint yelling and I'm like nah, what's going on I look at my phone and it says come here come here come here I'm like what what's wrong I walk into the other room Courtney's playing Animal Crossing and she goes my online service is is gone and I want my friend to come over and I'm like are you kidding me you're screaming at me from the other room so I can relate I can absolutely relate Lawrence Lawrence like I swore I heard her coming down the stairs so I kind of did this real quick and all of a sudden like she's like she's talking to me and I'm like. The kids are right now and then she <laughs> she's holding the the case and the the switch and it says crash on the screen because as you know on geeks got game i played crash last even though the cartridge is in in the system so she's here I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> not a good time she's like no it's a good time i need animal crossing i like yeah, daisy must be asleep so she's like pushing this forward and i just kind of subtly pushed it back and then she pushed it back even harder and like the blu-rays are falling off the thing here i couldn't hold it anymore. i can't wait to rewatch this when i know does. the context <laughs> this is what animal crossing does to people yeah man it's real it just it makes them lose their minds i'm sorry everybody okay um is it is it my turn to talk yeah go ahead or did i interrupt everybody no no you're good <laughs> <laughs> What did you think about so, the movie? I, John, I was so going to be like, John, cue up the uh, the, the trailer. box office numbers real quick and talk about it. And I was just going to be like, busy. <laughs> <laughs> it, okay. So this was, uh, if you will, a moon age daydream for Marvel, right? Like this was a big risk. Uh, it's Rashawn says they had Iron Man 3. They had Dark World. Uh, Winter Soldier trailer right around this time as well. Um they really needed this to pay off. They probably could have had a, a misstep and been okay. But at the same time, the MCU was still relatively new. And uh, this truly was like Avengers level almost, I think. I don't know if it's quite there. 
Um, you could argue that it is, but it just brought in so many people who had not maybe previously been fans of Marvel or fans of comic book movies or comic books in general. Like I went and got a few guardians of the galaxy, uh, comics after seeing this that that was a big deal i do not buy a lot of comics but this was such a special movie to me and i you know i've got it in my notes we'll get around to everybody's notes but when i think back to the year this came out and watching it and like this was our our fall asleep movie we always had it on in the background i've easily seen this movie 30 35 times it was like seeing Star Wars for the first time, which, as you know, Star Wars as a franchise, as an IP, is my favorite anything when it comes to pop culture. I just I love it. Uh, this was like when I remember I was six years old seeing A New Hope for the first time. That that was it. This was, in a way, it's how I view it, my generation's Star Wars um, in some way, shape, or form, which, again, is high praise for how I view Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I think other people felt the same when it when it comes to that. Um, John, do we want to talk about uh, just box office numbers and release date for this? Yeah, uh, I don't have release date. I can get it quickly. But before I go box office, I wanted to bring up the budget for this guy. So $332 million budget, more than Avengers. Like, and it shows, man. Yeah. Like, so you got to think about the cast. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of the, our favorite our favorite characters in this, but... They brought the A-list actors. They brought the high, the high tier B-list actors. Like they, that, that salary for for your your cast was up there. But the production value in this in this film is absolutely insane. Like everything looks so so good. The CGI is like nothing. I mean, it, it's been really good up to this point. But like it is, it's tough to do mm-hmm. so many different like space effects and lasers and stuff like that. And all these different characters that are not human. It's, like it's it's flawless and it even holds up to this day so that that 332 million dollar budget really shows um what it made in the box office was 772 million which is a ton of money for a brand new ip like i mean i, I marvel wasn't marvel yet the mcu wasn't the mcu yet it wasn't like it wasn't a quick you know hole punch easy billion like like it seems to be nowadays but um i mean yeah. yeah 772 for a brand new ip that like fans of comic books and stuff like that uh like me were you know skeptical about that's excellent it is because you think about it and that's comparable to numbers that the recent wonder woman movie put up like that's a well-established long-running mm-hmm. beloved character so when you have this where maybe a lot of comic book fans are like are you kidding me this is this is where we're going next all the superheroes we want to see on screen and you're putting guardians of the galaxy in there um yeah it, it really does say a lot it did well no doubt about it uh we did all kind of uh, talk about uh to some degree our, our our first viewing with it john you said you didn't see it in theaters uh, you just saw it when it came to, to home video pretty much right away or was it you a few years what? down the line i really can't even tell you i don't think it was a few years down the line but i remember being like it was one year and courtney was asking me what like i should put on a christmas list for her parents to, like give me a couple things for christmas and i'm like you know what that guardians movie is out and i really like i haven't seen that so they got me the blu-ray and like i got it i'm like awesome i'm gonna go home and watch this i watched it christmas night so like I left their house Christmas Day and watched it Christmas right. night. And that was one of the first experiences I ever had because my house was like super loud because it was still Christmas. But it was one of the first experiences I had watching a movie on my Xbox with uh, with headphones because you, you can plug headphones into your Xbox controller. I do that all the time now. Super, super awesome. But I just remember being like like theater quality immersed in that movie just sitting there with headphones just being like, oh my God, why did I wait so long? So I, it, it was probably Christmas of the year that it came out on uh, on Blu-ray. 
And I, I think I picked it up day one for Blu-ray, and we we watched it so many times. Um, this this came out right after Lauren and I got married, so early on we we seriously watched this so much. I I can't even tell you. It's the only movie so far in our MCU reviewed series that I've watched twice before uh, before we recorded here. I watched it whatever night, uh, maybe Sunday night, and uh, we had another scheduling backup. But the next night, Lauren was like. What uh, what Marvel movie you guys have next? I said Guardians. So you watched it without me. Courtney did the same. <laughs> I was thing. like, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, do you do you want to watch it again, or would you watch it if I put it in? She's like, yeah. You know, Lauren's like, she's very close to bedtime. We're recording this at nine twenty two. Like, she'll be asleep after her little Animal Crossing session. But she stayed up for most of this movie, so uh, that says a lot. It says yep. a lot for her. You know her. Uh, you guys want to cue up the trailer? Yeah, let's get it going. The trailer that didn't get me hooked for some reason. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, you guys got it. Yeah, up, I haven't right? seen. I've I haven't seen this trailer since all of the nasty things I've said about these trailers. So this is interesting. Be interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a different lens now. We love the movie. We're going to see those characters, and it's not going to hit the same way it did when we were like, <laughs> "What is this raccoon doing?" <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, you can you go are. ahead and uh, go ahead and play it. Legendary Outlaw? Forget it. We arrested these five on Xandar. Check out the rap sheets. Drax, AKA the Destroyer. Since his wife and family were killed, he's been on a rampage across the galaxy in his search for vengeance. Gamora, soldier, assassin, wanted on over a dozen counts of murder. Rocket, wanted on over 50 charges of vehicular theft and escape from lockup. What the hell? Root. It's been traveling recently as Rocket's personal houseplant slash muscle. Peter Jason Quill. He's also known as Star Lord. Who calls him that? Himself, mostly. He's wanted largely on charges of minor assault, public intoxication, and fraud. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't know how this machine worked. Hey, 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 that's mine. You son of a bitch. Hey, take those headphones off right now. Call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a-holes. I don't know how I could have seen that trailer and not been all in. <laughs> 
obviously hindsight is. I was just wondering that, like, how did you watch that and and not get engaged? Knowing what we know now, it's such a different, such a different filter we put it through because, like, we're we're so charmed by this. All I gotta say is, ooh, child, because damn, I love watching that trailer back, and I seriously. I know it's easy to say in hindsight. I really was hyped by seeing that yeah. as we were going into it. And like hooked on a feeling was ingrained into my head because I watched that trailer so many times by the time I got to the the actual movie. Like I in my I didn't know Awesome Mix was a thing yet. The you know the soundtrack to the movie. Yeah. But it was in there. It, like it was in my my heart already that are I you, knew I was gonna love all Are the, you trying the, to use the all of the that. titles of the Awesome Mix in this show at one point? <laughs> Yes, I am. I know you were. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I saw you slipped in like three, right. three already. Well, well, uh, well uh, actually five, John. We'll, oh we'll talk God. about it as we get towards the uh, the end of the show. Here. I'm sorry for spoiling that, no, but now people, people can listen for it. <laughs> uh, I, I stand corrected. Was it? Was it four? Uh, yeah, no, it was five. Okay. Got it. Um, anyway, yeah. So trailer, Rashawn, you said originally you didn't care for it either though hated it hated everything <laughs> but now and now in the new lens and in, in the lens that we have now um that's that's a great trailer it's perfect it's so just, good it's i perfect. think i was just i think i think it was just the saltiness of you guys are doing this and you could do you have all these other properties and you're you do this and who are these guys again i didn't i again i knew pretty much mostly uh, everything that they had done before from comics and comic references, but this was the one thing. Again, this is D F tier level Marvel, so it was like I don't know, but in in the lens that we have now, that is that was great. <laughs> I, I had almost as fun watching that trailer as I did watching the movie. <laughs> like that's awesome. Yes. Like how about like even the Uga Shaka remix there? Like how they work it into the. It's so good. It's so good. All of it. They showed off so many characters too there. Yeah, the thing that I, the one thing, the only thing that I do remember liking about the trailer and every trailer that they showed um, was when uh, the one character is like, uh, what a bunch of a holes. Because I'm like, yeah, what is this movie? I don't want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) It was so self aware. I was going to say, just so wonderfully written. Uh, James Gunn, man, he's just so, so good. Del, you, you loved the trailer when you first saw it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't think I ended up like getting pulled in to go see the movie, but um, until my friend said you have to see it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's great, and I wasn't a big. Um, I never watched through Parks and Rec until a few years back, so like, I didn't really give a rip about you know Andy Dwyer being in uh, in this movie, and then having watched through that whole series twice now, <laughs> um, just you know. For me, that was a disconnect, but um, but yeah, still, it's fun and it's engaging, you know. Yeah, to that yeah, point, like right. this, it's cool to like look back and think like this is the movie that launched Chris Pratt's that that part of Chris Pratt's career. Like this was not a role for him. Like it was very very interesting. Like it, the casting was mm-hmm. all right. This That's is a fun, this is a funny role. Okay, like we'll we'll give him a shot. But is is he is he a star? Like can he can he carry a movie? And is he going to get in shape? Does he have to get in shape? Um, it, it was it was all mm-hmm. like to see his career, like to see where his career has gone so far in these Jurassic World movies and like, just all the stuff he stars in. Like this is what started his Hollywood career for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. And make no mistake, I am, you know, they show him getting, you know, um, 
showered or whatever in the uh, in the jail there in that trailer just to show his abs. I know and they oh. do that. On, they they work that in on purpose. Of course, I, I'm they sure do. because like uh, everybody knows him as like this fat slob. Yeah. from Parks and Rec. I've got and it was kind of funny too. How they had to. Um, not to say it's kind of funny too. How in the show they had to ex- you know explain it away because of Johnny Karate and that's why he was in shape now. But um, through that he's like watching through. My daughter's watching through Parks and Rec now and I'm watching these early seasons is like oh he's so like disgusting you know <laughs> yeah. and so i just think it's it's great like what is like this is chris pratt as you've never seen him before you know like, they kind of yeah. do a really good job of teasing them in the trailer it's a fun fact he about, has turned uh, into one of my favorite actors just in general um so i don't good. know if he's on many people's list but he is truly up there for me and i am not i've not watched all of parks and rec even to this day like i've, I've watched a fair amount of it but Man, he just um, and I again in my notes. 2014 was so big for him. You had this, and then in February of that year, you had the Lego Movie, which was really, really big in terms of animated movies. Like that mm-hmm. did so well. Like people who traditionally don't go and see movies saw that movie and were hooked. So like he had a really big year. And then 2015, Jurassic World happens. Like it was just a skyrocket after that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he for he 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 elevated himself to a point where he could sell he could sell tickets. He wasn't selling movie tickets, uh, no. but before this movie, he 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 definitely gra- uh, grabbed that by the throat with this movie. And I know we were probably going to get into it, but um, I'll start this part off. Like the cast that they got for this movie, not even considering that it's again D level Marvel stuff, and you know they could have probably laughed these roles off, but like in the MCU wasn't what it was to where everyone wants an MCU role now. But like you look at Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Batista, even though from an acting standpoint, he's not still big name, still to this day, not a megastar, but just again, a a name. Yeah. Um, Talents of Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper. You got Michael Rooker in there. You got John C. Riley, Glenn Close, Benicio Del Toro. It just, it keeps going. Um, And that was that's crazy that they got that much talent for a probably for a property that had no identity outside of really sweaty nerds in their basement. And even some of the sweaty nerds in their basement didn't even know who this, what this property was. Mm-hmm. That's saying a lot. Yeah. It speaks and to that. that goes budget. To, yeah. It's kind of amazing to see that list. And even like these very, very small cameos that you see throughout um, let alone that that main star-studded cast with your your five guardians. It's it's truly remarkable. Like we always think about the Avengers and where their careers have gone respectively, but man, these guys kind of like came together. Um, and a lot of them were really well known already. So it's it's really nice to see that this almost this experiment, if you will, worked. Yeah, they. And um, I was gonna say, uh, so. Uh, Bradley Cooper was on the record of saying that he made more money in this role, just voicing Rocket, than he did in uh, Silver Linings Playbook and The Hangover Part One combined. So they they really were out there to get this cast, man. Like we saw it in the budget, they spent the money. Like they they knew this they knew this had to work. We all talked about it before. Like this is a weird idea. This is very different. And if this doesn't work, it could be a misstep. Again, maybe it wouldn't have been detrimental to the MCU. But the fact that this did work was 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 such a such an awesome thing for them. Like they they branched out into such a different a different path than than we were used to. We're used to very earthbound, like very grounded stories. And guess what? Now we're in space for for two hours. So the fact that it worked is just a testament to that that vision they have over there. And it's man, I love this movie. 
it yeah, yeah. bringing those people in was um bringing those actors in was pretty great i mean you could almost say that there was like um an idea you know to bring together a group of remarkable actors <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it no but seriously though this was such a pivotal um movie for the mcu it, i mean this is this when i you know josiah mentioned it a, a few moments ago how um you know, off air, I mentioned how this was the gateway movie and this was, this was opening up, you know, the cosmos to the, the Marvel universe. I mean, you had, you know, Avengers with, you know, the Chitauri and everything, but really though, this, this movie was like the entire thing was set in cosmic literally took us into space. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, so it's almost like when, like when Rocket is asking people in Endgame, "Okay, who's never been to space before?" Like yeah. the audience does, they 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 don't have to raise their hand because they've they've been to space, right? So that's great. Um, it, but so it was such a huge pivot for the MCU, and it had to work because now that you know they had been setting up Thanos and everything, and they were gonna go cosmic. So whatever way they chose to really dive into it, it had to work. And um, just thinking about it now, bringing in all those names, spending all that money, um. In a lot of ways, I think it was really genius for them to bring in, um, bring it all in through it, a little-known IP because they're able now to set the stage however they want without preconceived notions from you know all the uh, everybody who knows all the other properties, all the A and B list stuff. So by bringing bringing it in kind of subtly through this lesser-known property, they're able to basically um, come up with the rules. Yeah, that's a great point. Because we we see kind of the opposite right with that right now with uh, the Square Enix Marvel's Avengers game. That game's coming out, and they've got a bunch of A-list voice actors acting in that game, and people are like, "Well, this is different from the MCU, so I don't really get the vibe. I don't. I'm not really sure if I'm sold on these characters because I'm so used to RDJ as Iron Man and Chris Evans as." as cap and stuff like that so yeah that's a great point i mean they they took these characters that nobody had any kind of notion for there was no groundwork like they let these awesome actors just make it their own and man it it paid off tenfold that's an uphill battle that that video game is going to have to fight here yeah um and it's it's taken time i think it's gotten better since that cast was announced but like those voice actors and actresses are like the creme de la creme when it comes to video games they are the top of the top list actors that you can get and the reception still was like yeah but like that space balls meme that was going around was perfect these are not them like that's hysterical Mm. um and you know i think we'll we'll have to reserve judgment once that gets here but um let's uh what do we get into some of our notes here i'll kind of kick us off um nothing too crazy here and we've covered some of it already but um, early on in the movie, like I can't believe how much of this movie actually sh- uh, foreshadows what happens in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I wasn't even thinking that it was a thing. Uh, I was like, this is a one and done kind of movie. You know, we're here and now and it is what it is. It's fun. Let's enjoy it. But really, like looking back in hindsight, there's so much that happens. Um, even like little things like um, on her deathbed, Meredith Quill is saying, you're so like your daddy. Um like we didn't know anything about that, or at least I didn't. Not being a comic book guy, I had no idea where this was going to go. Just you know, I like little nods like that. Um, this was so I mentioned that I I've seen this movie probably thirty thirty five times easily, no joke. Uh, what I did not notice this is one thing that is a first time for me. The um, maybe you guys know this already, but anyway, the there's a T shirt that little Peter Quill is wearing, um, that has a River Rafter logo on it. When we fast forward uh, about 10 minutes into the movie, 
when Peter Quill is uh, flying away and that girl like comes out and he, Barit, he forgot that she was in there. She's wearing <laughs> that exact t-shirt. I definitely which did not is catch that. Yeah, pretty funny to me. That's awesome. I don't know why that stood out, but I was like, wait a second. And I rewound it real quick and I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's, that's like cool. his little kid t-shirt. Um, this movie has its own Easter eggs. Yeah, it does. Like, it's amazing. Uh, there's so many phrases that have become commonplace in my household because of this movie that I don't even like. I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh, that's where I got that from. Like, Lauren and I will both say these things all the time in jest. Um, when Michael Rooker says, that's what I said. Anytime one of us doesn't hear each other, we'll be like, that's what I said, Lauren and I. <laughs> um, when anytime anyone ever has to say who, like immediately you jump back to to that. Um, and then the other thing, this is kind of random, but <laughs> we'll yell from time to time. Captain's got to teach stuff later on in the movie uh, when Craiglin says that. Anytime one of us has to yell, like it, it'll be like a random, hey, what are you doing? Captain's got to teach stuff. I don't know. These are these stupid like things, these inside jokes that all stem from this that we didn't realize it becomes such a part of our, our lingo and vocabulary. Um, man, what's really disappointing is Sean Gunn was coming to uh, Nickel City Con this year and I was going to host that panel. Yeah. I'm so upset about that. I wanted to sit down with him so bad for you know an hour. Hopefully uh, that is, is back next year when, when things are a little bit back to normal. Yeah, 2020 uh, sucks. <laughs> it, it's been tough, no doubt. How uh, I put how the guardians meet is really fantastic. So how the the first four of them come together when they're they're all chasing after each other and trying to mow each other down to get that orb, I think it's just really nice. Like it's brilliant. It's quick. They yeah, it's brilliant. It, like it's just it's like a crescendo, man. They, it just I mean, works. We, all of them coming together. We sometimes compare this to Avengers. Like was you know was Avengers the the, the gateway or was this the gateway? But Avengers took five movies to be able to want to be able to tell the backstories of all those characters to make them work in in one film together, right? Like Avengers wouldn't have worked if we had to get all of that backstory in in one film. This movie did it. It, it took five characters that we we didn't know, gave us awesome little backstories, gave it gave us a really really cool scene where they all came together and like it was just so perfectly done. We every little thing like it we learned about all their different talents, their different abilities. Like when when they're fighting Star Lord, we learned a little about all of all of Star Lord's tricks off his sleeve. We saw him right then in there. So we have the ground set for his character. Same with Gamora; she's awesome in hand to hand combat. Groot's a tree; he does tree things. Like it's just it's all there. So so good, man. Drinks <laughs> out of water fountains. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we get, we get his personality. Lack thereof. It occurred to Lord and I that basically Daisy is Groot. Like just doing things she should, you know. Like he's drinking out of that water fountain, and Rock is just yelling at. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Learn gender. <laughs> it's so good. I saw you doing it. It's Why so are you lying? <laughs> and then in the second movie, spit it out, spit it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, John. To your point, um, I think this is like the best and most efficient way, without sacrificing quality, to have an origin story. Like these are they're one unit, but we really found out a lot of each about their backgrounds and their their histories and it's, all that. It's, it's five origin stories, and it somehow works. It's remarkable. Uh, can you met? Can you believe that? You know, all these years later, looking back at it, they were tossing around that Infinity Stone just like that. Yeah, just like it was a toy. They didn't know what <laughs> was go. there. They were all were going for the shiny object. It's just it's fun to look back at now and be like, oh my gosh, you idiots! That was just careful, there. careful. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dell, did you post? Uh, something on Twitter about which is the best Groot. Did I imagine I this? Did. did you? Okay, I, you did. I did. Yeah, 
before um, you reveal the is that poll over with it is okay hang on the, hang on to the results for okay. a second i i want to hear from from you guys so we're jumping ahead here but between original groot which we see here baby groot and then teen groot as we get to avengers which one's the best which mm. one's your favorite Whoever has an answer, go first. It's Baby Groot, and it's not even close. I'm sorry, I'm going first. Baby Groot is the best by far. He's like he has the most character. I I think he has the most fun scenes. Just the opening in Guardians Two, I just think is like it's. I think that's the best Groot scene. Opening two of of, opening scene of Guardians Two. So, yeah, I love Baby Groot. Rashad, I knew I knew he was gonna say because I think I mean look, he's got he's got a little little Baby Groot. I have like nine Baby Groots in this room, and that's not an exaggeration. (laughs) There's one in my head. I count that one too. <laughs> so this was actually in my notes, so I get to talk about it now. I like uh I like regular Groot. I like I like Big Groot. I like uh I, I like him because I think that uh especially looking towards Infinity War and Endgame, I think he would have been the most useful out of out of out of the Groots. But also, I don't know, I just that's the group that the the bit of media that I did go back and watch for Guardians, um or wh- whether it's watch play you know, video games or again in comics or whatnot um that's the group that we get most accustomed to uh but yeah baby girl i mean baby Groot's right there too i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna crap on baby Groot, yeah same honestly. here i love i love Groot as well it's still awesome I, like, I think i think the one that i i know i don't like is uh is is teen group oh my he's, god i love teen group we're too, gonna man. talk about as, well, okay, I do like him, but he's not like again. He's not the other two groups. He's he's a, he's a he's a little prick, but he's a teenager. So he, he is. But you too. know what? He <laughs> prick too. Yeah. Takes one to know one. Uh, I, wa- I was. I said I was. I said oh, I was. I when you were yeah. <laughs> when I was that group stage, I had it both ways. Oh, that's what I heard. Yeah, was was. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. So uh, Stormbreaker doesn't exist without Teen Groot for what it's worth. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, Um, hot take. I would go Baby Groot, Teen Groot, regular Groot. (laughs) I think you could make an argument for any of them. Uh, Rashawn sees this this original Groot and says, I want you back. But I'm looking at it. I'm saying Baby Groot. Like I baby thought we Groot's were gonna <laughs> get. I thought we were gonna. I thought he was. I thought the goal was so when he that we we're gonna get Baby Groot in, uh, in Guardians Two. We were gonna get Teen Groot in Infinity War. I don't know how it would have worked, but based on the way the story played out, I thought we were gonna get, uh, the normal Groot back in, in Endgame. But obviously that wasn't possible because he, you know, that 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 just wasn't he disappeared. Possible. Also, yeah. that's a different so, group. The original Groot died. This is a new Groot. This is yeah, not the same person. Thank yes. you for bringing that up. Yeah. I was, was going to bring say, that up yeah. just in case people weren't aware. James Gunn did confirm that that you know we have original Groot and that Groot sacrificed yeah. himself, and that broke we get a new heart one with two because I think a lot of the reactions were like, "Oh my god, we got Groot back! That's awesome!" And he was like, "No, no, he died. Like he's dead, dead. You did not get him back. This is a new character. He's cool too, but no, Groot's dead." There was some interview he did a while ago that said something like he wanted to, he wants, or again, this was like 2015, 2016, but something about how. He'd love to see again a full size group fight the Incredible Hulk or something like that. There was so I, that's what I was thinking. Oh, we're gonna get that in Infinity War somehow, and then no. Well, Groot is originally one of Hulk's like enemies. You know, like, I didn't know that. Where, yeah, it's where he comes from. I think that's um, where he's from. Yeah, he's originally one of uh, a Hulk enemy, and he spoke sentences. Oh, okay. <laughs> so not just no, I and am and Groot. Yeah, that's a full sentence. in that order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, Dell, what's your answer? And then what uh, what did your Twitter poll say? Okay, so um, 
with 523 votes, we have 50% baby Groot, 25% adult Groot, and 25% teen Groot. That's wow, what I would have guessed that. I, can I can understand that. But I'm surprised because I really thought, like, for the most part, teen Groot sucks, you know, because he's a teenager. No offense to most teenagers, any teenager listening, but most teenagers kind of suck. You know what I mean? Like, he's such a, he's <laughs> no, they such do. a jerk. He's like, he he goes, I am Groot. And the whole, in the whole, uh, what you know, the goes, whoa. The acorns on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all that character does is play defender, mouth off, and okay, create storm stormbreaker. Great. So you're trying to tell me that creating stormbreaker outweighs like giving your life um, and, and and helping the the guardians, you know, basically win the battle as they're you know on the uh, uh, the dark aster at the yeah. end of the movie, you know, like all that stuff, like that. Yeah. I, I really thought Teen Groot was gonna pull way behind Adult Groot. I knew Baby Groot was gonna was gonna yeah, run away with it. Um, I was really surprised that they split down the middle. So that was kind of happy. I love that result. I think that's exactly I, what I, I, would I, think. I, I respect that too. Yeah, I just yeah. the Guardians they lost they lost some muscle, man. You go that you go to that prison scene and they were able to make a statement because of full grown Groot. You don't mess with us. Oh yeah, you know, we're coming right. in that's here. It. We we go through we go through you. Yep. You don't go through us. We go through you. They, they I, lost a muscle there, you know? I, that's a good. I appreciate uh, that you guys are saying all these lines. For sure. That's great. That's a good segue hey, for. Take uh, fingers, he put them right up his nose. Oh. Do you know who that was? That's a, that's an Easter egg right there. That was Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. That's super yeah. cool. <laughs> oh, it's awesome, man. I, I'm so happy that we're taking the time to gush about this movie because oh I'm probably going to watch it again after do this. We, do we think we get full grown group back by the time Guardians 3 rolls around? Eventually. Or and do that, we stick with the teenage group? They'd have to, right? They'd have I to. Would hope so. like and, the, and I hope so. Timing. Yeah, and I'm really interested to see how they make them different too, because with James Gunn saying it's a different group, like I'm very interested to see like how full grown right. group looks different and acts different than the original one. So it's going to be really cool to see. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is like full grown group, but by his very existence he is different from that original one yeah i can't wait to see where he takes it uh, it's going to be worth the wait hopefully for sure oh, in 2022 at earliest so we're um, we are, wait, what are we uh 45 minutes in this movie we've not said one negative thing we are gushing <laughs> about this movie and it's amazing like we are i all, don't know that i'm going to either I, i've like, got I one thing that, yeah. yeah i mean like I, I can talk a little bit about ronan and how he's just a very okay villain but like other than that like i'm just buzzing about this movie i love it yeah, yeah, I think I, that's. The, we, oh, go ahead, Josiah. No, you're. I was. You're. You're good. I. I have some thoughts on Ronan. I'm going to save it for later, though. Yeah. Well, I was. I was going to speak to to Ronan and, and just say like he is. Um, if there's one negative about this this movie is that he's the straight man for for everything. You know, for every joke, and he's he's so serious. So one. And I, I'm sure that you know. Yeah, I'm sure James Gunn did that on purpose. Like on one end of the spectrum, you have all this goofiness and craziness and and everything going on. Um, and even like a family coming together. And then you have Ronan who is lone by himself and not fun and not amusing and um, kind of stale. Maybe that was intentional. You know, yeah, I, like, I, you know, I think so. I think he, I think he sucks and we recognize that, but it works so well because he's backed up by so much other, so many other awesome factors. Like we get to see Gamora and, his, and her turn on him and Nebula were introduced to, and we get to see that he's just a puppet for Thanos. So like, yeah, he sucks, but like he's still held up by awesome stuff. So it's, it's, it's barely a negative. Yeah. I like the, uh, well, we haven't talked about it yet, but I remember sitting in the theater, um, and with the friend that I went with, we used to all every after every movie, it, it was awesome. Every movie, not just this one, we used to 
the question we used to ask each other is, um, cause at that point, this is going back to when, um, it was Joss Whedon and it was going to be infinity war part one and part two. Again, it's arguable. It's still that, but it just in name, that's what those mm-hmm. movies were. Um, and we used to always ask each other, Oh, how is this going to connect to that? And we used to always ask each other that little nerds. Um, and the thing that I guess that wasn't to my knowledge, at least any of the pre trailers, maybe some TV spots. Um, cause sometimes TV spots will spoil some stuff for you. But, um, after the movie drops but prior to the movie i did not know that thanos was going to be in this in any capacity uh so when he popped up on screen that was awesome just really seeing him besides again in a little snippet in uh in a post-credit scene but actually full sentences full dialogue and not really doing anything but you know putting ronan in his place and you're seeing uh just just him in the flesh and just getting a little literally a taste um of 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 what was to come uh so that was awesome to see but speaking of ronan i love how he put ronan in his place and called him boy like yeah he was mm-hmm. cradles or something yeah, that was uh josh uh, brolin's yeah. first appearance as thanos yeah yes i think it was perfect uh a perfect way to introduce him especially knowing what was was coming down the line here yeah. um and they really didn't give that away ahead of time which I love that they got rid of that little prick of an alien too, his little subordinate or whatever. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm, that's the one good thing Ronan did, and that's the best thing he did the entire movie is getting rid of that little guy. Watch I your compare- tone, and then he. <laughs> he got I always compare him to the the mouth of Sauron from Return yes. of the King. Yes, very yes. similar character. <laughs> yep. Like they he gotta got go. Rid of him. Yeah. Oh my god, that little dude. On last, was coming. We uh. We on Geek Scott Game, I had mentioned to the boys. Uh, so there's uh, this company called Glass to Mouth. They make uh, custom beer glasses. Uh, John's got a, a glass right there. If you're watching um, at home, very very nice. That's uh, oh man, it's beautiful. Anyway, what uh, I I wrote them because I've got three or four glasses now. John's got a handful. Uh, they do them for a limited period of time, and then you know they're gone. Almost in a way like 26 shirts, but they don't have a charity aspect yet. Anyway. Uh, I wrote them and said they should do a, a beer glass of baby group me meeting baby Yoda. Cause it just sounds too perfect. So, um, yeah, hopefully that happens. Um, in- my daughter just poked her head in here. I should pull her in and make her talk about guardians. She loves that movie. Does, uh, does animal crossing related or no? Big guardians fan over here. Awesome. Yes. Love it. Um, so when, Quill, they're in the prison for the first time. Um, the big blue guy listening to the the Walkman, and he's talking <laughs> blue sweet. That song belongs to me. Do you, do you guys know who that that is? Like playing that the actor there? I do not. I don't think so. So his name is Spencer Wilding. He plays Darth Vader in Rogue One. Oh, are yeah. you serious? Wow. Yes, big dude, right? Like you see that. Um, I always love that. Uh, kind of so like in the lead up to Rogue One, we were doing a new segment every week, and that was one of the things that popped up. They're like, "Oh my gosh, Darth Vader's gonna be in Rogue One! It's this crazy thing. He's mowing down troops." And we're like, "Oh my gosh, is it gonna be Hayden Christensen? Like, what's gonna happen here?" And and then it was like, "Oh no, there's this guy from Guardians of the Galaxy." And then they pointed him out, and he's got you know the headset on. And I'm like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" Tying some of my favorite franchises together. Uh, we talked about you know some of the cameos there. Jesus, before I, you go, yeah, he's six seven. Jeez, a yeah, big, big dude. I'm on IMDb right now. I just pull up his thing. I think uh, so. David Prowse, who played Darth Vader 
in the original trilogy, I think he was the the same height, if I'm not mistaken, which is. Yeah. I was wondering why that Vader was so intimidating. I mean, he, Vader normally is, but geez. Because in his helmet, as he's mowing everyone down, he's listening to Hooked on a Feeling. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should put that as a mashup. That's a good, that'd be good at it. The scene. It would be good at um, it. So for Groot, I think, you know, this is kind of well known, but uh, worth mentioning. Only James Gunn and Vin Diesel had special scripts depicting what Groot is really trying to say. So he's saying I am Groot throughout most of the movie, except for we are Groot at the end. But um, to really figure out how to enunciate and capture the emotion, those were the only two that had uh, the script. And I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was fully written dialogue. There was like a full We talked script. about uh, the Avengers coming together and the Guardians coming together. The first time they come together kind of as the Guardians in the prison. So on the kiln, uh, right before uh that barrage of fire hits them and rocket is doing what he's got to do and quill's got that guy's leg um when they come together and there's that shot the first time you hear the guardians score it's the guardians theme song plays and it is maybe as epic maybe not quite but almost as epic as the avengers theme to me when you hear right I, i think that it's in the conversation that that's saying a lot yeah uh but when the first time it plays in Guardians value, it's like you know, I get goosebumps just just mm-hmm. thinking about it. But that became epic pretty quickly. Um, Yondu at the shop uh, for the broker when he's looking at uh, the figurines that is supposed to be uh, Mickey Mouse, if you couldn't tell. Oh, yeah. uh, so a few years after that. Disney had taken over the Marvel and Star Wars, there. That's cool. Um, and then just a, a quick shout out here. Uh, we talk about Groot a lot. But in Western New York, there's a wonderful, wonderful cosplayer. His name is Bobby Whalen. He's become a friend of the Geekiverse. If you've been to Nickel City Con or any sort of pop culture geeky themed event and you see cosplayers, he has an amazing, amazing Groot cosplay. He uh, will have to, to put some clips and, and pictures uh, on our social media. But when, uh, when Groot sees that little girl um, on the, the one planet and gives her the flower out of his hand... Bobby's Groot does that. Like he will see a little kid and he has like a flower pop up if like he, he sees a, a little girl. That's it's amazing. truly authentic. Attention to detail. Yeah. So big shout out to to Bobby for for putting that together. Uh, we talked a little bit, John, specifically about how good this movie looks. I put that it's the best usage of colors in the MCU. It's like it's wide ranging and yet there is a theme and they stick to it mm-hmm. and it never looks out of place. Like I think you can make arguments for some of what we see in Doctor Strange where some of it doesn't mesh if we're being really critical. With well, this the, I never time, got that. At the at the time 2014. I mean again even probably still now but at the time oh it was yeah. I think <laughs> even still today it's by far the best use of color and I think the only one close is Ragnarok. Yeah. I think Ragnarok maybe is yeah. a close second, but I think yeah, I mean the and, and it goes hand in hand with the score. Like the for the 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 color assets and the score in this movie just fit so well. They just tell such a story with those two things. Like you you can watch this movie without dialogue and you you know you get the vibe that they're going for. It's so so well done. And I love how you see like different aliens too, like oh somewhere all blue or somewhere all green or somewhere all yellow and like it's simplistic, but it works really well. Yeah, that goes like, back to my just, point. Like it's simple. It's just such a good sci-fi movie, MCU removed. Like they they really do such a good job of like creating these worlds and these different planets, and they make space feel amazing. And like, man, it, it's just it's so like it's so inviting. Like you you just want to you just feel like you're there. It's just like I can't I can't find the words, but it's amazing. 
It's it's what I love about it, and this goes for Ragnarok as well. But this movie came out, you know, what like three years before Ragnarok. But the, just the color, like you guys mentioned, and, and if you watch any DC movie ever, the two primary colors are black and very, very, very dark gray. Is bad. Yep. Like yep. And like, yep. Even a lot of space movies, you know. I mean, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of color, you know, the, the darkness of space and everything, especially when they're out in space, right? But this, this, when you think about, you know, nowhere and just everywhere they go in general, there's so much color and it's so it's such a, 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 a I hate to use the word again, but it's such a pivot from what we're used to seeing with with space movies and and most com most comic book movies, um, and that's what makes this movie um, and Ragnarok and, and, and Guardians Two so different is that they look like comic books. You know, from a visual you, standpoint, it's a lot more out of when you compare this to other sci-fi space movies or properties. It's more fantastical than than from a from a visual standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, than those other films. Yeah, it's truly remarkable, and you can tell that it works so well that when we got to 2017 and the string of movies that was was coming, actually late 2016, I should say, with Doctor Strange color became a theme like just color in general so dr strange had all these crazy colors you got to uh, guardians volume two in the following summer in 2017 and then shortly or maybe in the middle there you had uh spider-man homecoming which was not as colorful as these but it still made sense it looked like a comic book movie and then you had um oh my gosh uh thor ragnarok which Remember all the 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 first trailer we saw for that, all the posters, the advertisements. It was like it was ripped out of Guardians, and you put Thor like right on that backdrop. Yeah, and it they they figured it out. They, they, they did an incredible job with it. They were the first to like take music, color, and comedy and make it into this vibe that's kind of like an like a its own genre now. We've seen so many films and even things even like video games try to replicate this like vibrant color, comedy, and music. Like look at Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was going mm -hmm. right after Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it flopped, but that's what it was going for. It had your your your, your vibrant pinks and blues and Harley Quinn, and it had some of the music, and it was going to be comedy. Like Guardians was the was the stepping stone. It was the foundation for that kind of new genre of this. It's a good parallel. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. so cool. But now and now Suicide Squad is really going after Guardians <laughs> with James Gunn doing the new I'm, movie. I'm pumped for that, man. We got James Gunn. We got Bautista in there. We have Sean Gunn, of course. Uh, there's there's a lot of really, really nice actors in that one. It's funny because I thought Suicide Squad 2016 was a sure bet. Me too. Like, me too. In those me trailers, too. I was like, this is Guardians for DC. It is, it's got the music. It's got the fun soundtrack. It's got the vibes. Then the movie or the review started pouring in, and I was like, Oh no! Yeah, what is what wrong? Happened? And like, I and I even worked. I even worked my. I even worked my magic with my one friend because I think it was a situation where he wasn't down to see Suicide Squad. But I'm like, hey man, we, we haven't seen it. each other in a while. Let's go see this Suicide Squad movie. It's Guardians s just DC. Like it's just, not in space. We might have a good time, and we walked out of there. We got a, some chuckles. But it was overall just like, oh, man, yeah. they gave you the formula. They gave it to you. What are you doing? <laughs> so it's so funny. I've never seen a movie rebooted so fast. Um, even, I, it's funny. Like, we don't know really what it is, but like they got James Gunn. Like, like Del said, like that is really just it's a smart move. I'm in. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're like, they're, they're like, you know what? Well, you got Chris Pratt. Pratt, we'll one up you. We'll get Will Smith, which was a big deal. Yeah. And and you had Zoe Saldana. You know what? We'll get Margot Robbie, and our movie's gonna be better. Huge. I like both. A, a for yeah, effort. Just, a for effort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just execution. Any yeah, movie that, that ends with fighting a big boss for me is just 
forget it. That's, that's how that movie felt. Like at the end of the movie was a video game. Like, oh, we all got to join up and beat the big boss. Yeah. <laughs> Shipping away damage. That's a good way to put it. Uh, baby Groot dancing at the end. Um, that's that's James Gunn. Potty uh, Groot, he did yeah. the motion capture for that. Yep. yep. Um, and then Sean Gunn. Uh, so his brother did the motion capture for Rocket for the majority of the movies, which I did not know until recently. He's the stand-in, yeah. So uh, I don't think it's mocap. I think he's just a stand-in for, for Rocket, like for all the live scenes. I don't think he actually yeah, mocaps it. I think he's just like there. So oh, like, I thought he did. I, I guess I could be wrong, we'll but I, I thought he was just there as like a stand-in for Rocket, so the the other actors had somebody to look at and to address. But I guess I could be wrong. No, you're right. You're right. He's on set. Yeah. Hmm. When he's when you're on set like that, it's yeah. just I'll first. So I think Rocket's fully or... CGI. Yeah. So uh, last last thought here for for me, uh, if you could pick one, what's what's everybody's favorite song from Awesome X Volume One? Oh my god. Oh my God, just piece of garbage. Come and get your love. Okay. Come and get your love. Yeah, is it? Is it? Oh, that's mine. I, yeah, I come you, and get your love. It's just, perfect. It's so beautiful how they they bring the title card right up on the perfect beat of the song and everything. You're like it, it, it's just Guardians of the Galaxy, and it just way just punches you in the face, and it's like this movie's different, you know. And uh, it's just so perfect. It does such a great job of bringing you into like this is how this movie's going to be, you know. It's just. He comes in all epic, and he's got his his helmet and everything. He does the thing on the side of his head, and he puts his Walkman on. And you're like, "Where's this going?" And all of a sudden, you're like, all right, "That that space utility looks very Walkman esque." And then the music hits, and you're like, "Oh!" So and then you realize, as War Machine would say later, "So he's an idiot." Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yep. I was waiting to say I, that. Yeah, I love watching I that love scene that. with uh, with with Endgame and retrospect. That's really cool. Um, I have a yeah. fun fact about that. So that that opening was supposed to be hooked on a feeling. That was it. Was written to hooked on a feeling, and they tried it with uh, "Come and Get Your Love," and James Gunn was like, "Much better, like hundred percent." That's the that's and that's why I, I think that's why some of the, like most of the marketing was hooked on a feeling, and that was kind of the the promotional song for the film because that was supposed to be the opening the opening song. I, I read that, um, and I, I guess this is a no no, but I, I read that uh, James Gunn actually wrote the songs into the script, which. Um, is you should you're not you're never supposed to do that because you might not be able to get the rights to the song yeah. and just confuses everything. But it, it was so deliberate, like he deliberately chose these songs ahead of actually putting the movie together. Like this is what I'm going to use to help emote this, and it makes sense because, um, real quick segue since we're talking about music, but um, you're coming as a as a viewer, you're coming into this movie and you don't know who the guardians are, you don't know who the characters are, you you're not used to seeing a Marvel movie in space. The, the entire thing is unfamiliar. But the one thing they're able to bring you in on in terms of the storytelling is the music. And that's the one that you know you had that's part of the reason I think that why we all fell in love with it so much is because these were all songs that we knew or at least had heard once or twice in our life. And it just helps connect the audience to form an emotional connection with the story like so much so much faster than it normally would yeah that makes sense what you said it's funny. Like, go, ahead, go ahead i feel like uh ha- at least half the songs relatively common i had heard and half i was like i was discovering because of this movie maybe that's just an an age thing for me i don't know or maybe i'm just out of the loop with stuff but yeah. like i, yeah, I got after a couple that, laps on you guys so <laughs> no, I, I, I don't i don't really think that has anything to do with it i I think like like my sister's three years younger than me she probably knew every song on there like she's just she loves her james gunn probably like come up with all the same stuff like that's kind of like they're spirit animals in that sense but like for me this was like oh my gosh i love these songs and now i'm like um 
man on one of our trips last year we were listening to i think just like leon redbone on amazon music just like his songs and you know you like he did some of the songs in elf and many other famous tracks but i did not know a lot of his uh his b-sides and I, it was just nice to listen to it and be like this is easy listening this is beautiful so it kind of opened my eyes to a lot with that uh john I, i'm sorry i kind of cut you off there i don't know if you had uh, something to say uh, so yeah, Dell mentioned that uh, the that the movie was written with these songs in mind, and these scenes were kind of crafted around these songs. And man, it, you can really tell this. This is I don't think I've ever seen a movie, especially and maybe specifically with licensed music, depend so much on the soundtrack. Like we've, we we know movies out there are, are very dependent on their scores, and and that's usually original music. To to see all licensed music and to see the movie just crafted around that, it's just like you don't think about it when you're watching it, but when you leave, all of those songs are somehow stuck in your head at the same time. It's 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 so yep. impressive. I don't yep. think about Guardians and not think about the music. Like it, they're just one and one, man. It's it's super super cool. I remember uh, when the, after this movie came out, where I worked at the time. Um, I. Th- I want to say this movie came out. I know we didn't get the date. I want to say this movie came out in August um, of 2014. Somebody fact check that for me. But regardless, we played, I think, this soundtrack in our in our workplace from August when it came out to, I think, around where we were forced to play Christmas music. Like, <laughs> it was that long. Like the, It was just so, so late September. depending on yeah depending on where you are yeah i think for us it was like october like halloween time but yeah like depending on where you are september you are Uh, uh, but yeah we let's say you're barely right august 1st you just you're just right august Ah, august 1st wow um but yeah we we played the track for a while and and answer joe's question for me it's definitely hooked on a feeling for me uh that Again, for a time when building up to this movie, where, and again, I, I hated everything about the movie um, <laughs> leading up to it, uh, but that song mixed with this movie. But now when I think of this song, I just think of Guardians. Um, but those in combination, uh, I just now have nostalgia for this movie when I hear that song. And that's the main source of like, man, I get that nostalgic feeling. You know, we all have nostalgia for some form of entertainment out there or multiple forms. Uh, when I think about Guardians, I can't not think about. I can't not. I can't not have that song playing it playing in the background of my head. So that that's definitely the one for me. So not Cherry Bomb, just to be clear. No, is okay. that a dig? So I, love I think Bomb about. Too. Yeah, I love that too. But no, I don't were you just trying to get it in there? <laughs> yeah, I had nothing else for that one. That's exactly what it was. Uh, but hooked on a feeling. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. That is so intertwined now i think with them and, and just associated with them even to the point where like that when telltale games did their guardians game one of the episodes was literally called hooked on a feeling yes i was uh, yes yes i played that <laughs> it was uh fun times john, uh, john did you pick a song yeah for me it's Uchild. child i think hooked on a feeling and Uchild child are very very close but for me like the one that i'm humming oh when God. i'm just making dinner and stuff like that is Uchild, child and i'm always singing it off key like him like uh, that's just the way like, i'm singing it in that scene you you know, you know that, that's what I'm. Th- I'm yeah. not thinking of the song. I'm thinking about Star Lord singing it uh, right towards uh, towards Ronan. That, always, yeah, that's always uh, with the finger. <laughs> always so good. Yeah, it, yeah. Uchild is man, so good. So we we mentioned our favorite songs. Um, what about? So we typically go into favorite non-title character. Before you hard, go, hard, before you go, are you about? I think I'm reading your brain because I was going to bring this up pre-show, but maybe you're bringing it up now instead of our favorite. 
uh, non-main character, uh, are you going to say, are we going to talk about our favorite guardian of the galaxy? Is that what you're going to say? Ooh. I, I couldn't escape you on that one, Rashawn. Uh, ah, yeah. nice. <laughs> I was, I'm having it up. I'm like, how is he going to fit that one in here? And he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't escape the Pina Colada song there. Uh, yeah, so... I, I was just going to say favorite character in general. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a garden, even though I think we probably would pick them. But from this movie specifically, not as a franchise, but this one, like, who's your one? Who's your who's your guy or girl? John? I want to go first because it's Rocket. I just love Rocket so much. And I can't believe we've gone so long without, like, quoting him that much or talking about Rocket specifically in, <laughs> in Bradley Cooper's performance. Like, he stole the show. And every time I watch this movie, he steals the show. Like, it's just so, he has so many funny lines. And they're not even the most quotable lines. They're just, like, the ones that are just, like, the, the side one-off moments that just make you laugh like when you're in a super serious moment and he's like you guys are making me beat up grass like that kind of stuff man like he's just he's so so funny i think and that was i mentioned it kind of earlier on like that was the one thing i'm like you know we we got a talking raccoon like what do you mean i don't i don't think i'm in for this whatever i kind of just put brush it aside and like rocket's one of my favorite characters in the mcu like hands down now and it's this movie he's i think he steals the show more than anybody in, in the film I mentioned quotes that we say in our household. One that I failed to mention was uh, when <laughs> the very first time we see Rocket and he's making these comments about everybody, when he sees the little kid, like just Maybe. priceless. It's not cool to get help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, good choice. Good choice. Uh, R- Rashad, since you, you had that, uh, I can't even work in a song here. Uh, you go next. <laughs> it's tough, man. I mean, I think for me, I got to go off of, uh, especially when we talk about the actors where their careers, a lot of careers uh, went in a lot of different ways here. But for me, I think it's got to be Star-Lord because um, Chris Pratt at this point, since this movie has become, again, I don't, I don't have a number scale of my favorite actors, but definitely in like maybe top 10, I would say. Um, Cause I, I never saw an episode of Parks and Rec, um, whether it's my dad or other people were like, Oh, you should watch it for, for him. And I'm like, ah, I just never got around to it. Um, but between his performance and just the way his character was written for me, um, I would say that definitely has to be the the main thing that keeps me interested in this property going forward. Obviously, again, James Gunn and the writing and everything else. And like John said, everything with Rocket, every, anything with Rocket is amazing. Um, but definitely, you know, uh, Star-Lord as the captain of the ship, if you will, you know, keeps me going for sure a good one i uh i think i could put every relatively prominent character on a poster close my eyes throw a dart and whoever it hit i would be like yeah cool i'm into it that's good um so that's a good choice dell uh who do you have yeah i know i want to be different and come up with some different angle but it's rocket i mean he just he, it's he rocket. Steals the show. He, steals, he steals the show you know just everything and you know he just brings like either the levity or the gravity to every scene that he's in, whether it's him being drunk and, you know, I didn't ask to be this way. And Holy crap, this movie made me feel bad for a raccoon who didn't, you know what I mean? Like just like a CG raccoon who is like dealing with why he exists and the, all that existential stuff. Um, whether, you know, it's that end of things or it's just like they have this big moment. He's like, there, are you happy? Bunch of jackasses standing there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I mean, he just, it's, it's a, he's a great character and he only gets better as the MCU goes on, you know. Um, 
he, I mean, he's, he's so great that they, he, he survived the snap, you know? So, I mean, like, that's just that they wanted to keep him in end game. Cause he had more to bring. And just he's the one guardian that survived the snap. Yep. Yep. He's special. Can you he's believe special. it? Like that all those years later, he is so prominent in an Avengers movie, like bringing emotion, not just humor to the table. It's, it's truly remarkable what they've, they've done with the Yeah. Character. We haven't really talked about it, but uh, like, uh, um bradley cooper's performance like i i never hear bradley cooper in rocket like i've seen never, plenty of movies never. Where, like i can never picture it and i know it's him i always know it's him but when i when i anytime i watch something and there, there's a voiceover whether it's a cartoon or something cg you can always hear the voice actor like that's mm-hmm. not like yep. what an incredible job just transforming himself yep. i never hear bradley cooper in rocket that's the brilliance of bradley cooper so, for sure yeah. and i would have awesome. never thought he had those kind of chops man like he came from the hangover and he did silver lining he was kind of like a, a rom-com kind of guy like man like he crushes this mm-hmm. it is a defining role for in my eyes for him even though um you know maybe like kind of more mainstream audiences wouldn't see that. Like, I feel like a lot of times I, um, I could be like, Oh, that's the voice of so-and-so. And I did not know that that was him until after yeah, the movie was I over. Can, so I can even is, hear Vin you know. Diesel in some of Groot's grunts. Like I can literally, Oh, that's Vin Diesel. Like I can like when he's swinging his arms around yep. and grunting like, yep, that's, that's a Vin Diesel grunt. Like he can't hide that, but Bradley Cooper can turn into a raccoon, yeah. man. Like it's, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah, wait to get into Guardians too, because there's, James Gunn has done such a great job with character development. That's what. That's why we love the, these movies so much, is because the, the character development is so terrific. Because I'm gonna have a different answer when we get into that movie. Who my favorite character? Oh, me too. Is. Yeah. Like, just it's just such. He's such a great storyteller. And anyways, Josiah. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I I could like I said list any of them. Truly love Groot in this movie. Um, Drax, like I feel like we haven't talked enough about his character. Gamora is wonderful, of course, too. Um, Drax, just with how literal his people are, and again, like this, just this big oaf, right? But like as time goes on, he starts to show emotion as they become a family, and it's like it's really, really special in in a way that Rocket did. Um, I'd say Star Lord, though, if I really truly had to pick one, he's he's my guy in this movie. Um, he just he. He is the glue that holds everything together, in my opinion. Um, another really, um, this could be a character that I might feature more prominently as as he did feature more prominently in the sequel. But I'd really love Yondu also. Um, yeah, just Michael Rooker kills it, man. Michael Rooker, he's so I love funny. Michael Rooker, dude. <laughs> he's awesome. Another guy that was coming to Nickel City this year. Uh, hopefully next year. So yeah, uh, can't go wrong with any of those. One thing that I love about um, um, looking into this movie like way back is James Gunn's use of Batista in this movie as Drax. Um, Because at that time, that was very, I think this was when it, I think this was actually when he, when Batista really wanted to go full time um, acting as much as possible. I think this was the first true blockbuster he did. Anything else was smaller. Um, And if we're just being honest and they knew it at the time and Batista was even humble and knew it too. Like he, he wasn't the best actor. It was just that simple. You know, he came from WWE a wrestling background. It was a different type of acting, but like on set, like movie, like Hollywood acting is, is a completely different ball game. Um, and he just didn't, he didn't have a lot of those chops, but he, they wrote Drax in a way to where it fit Batista's strengths. Like sometimes directors and writers will play to an actor's dependent on the movie their weaknesses and their strengths but they solely relied on his strengths 
to where you don't see any of his weaknesses really, unless you look at some of the other movies he's done, whether it be recent or older. Um, but they they wrote it to where it solely played off of Batista's strengths and none of his weaknesses, and you see what what that looks like. And it's perfectly crafted to where he doesn't he doesn't say too much or do too much in any of these movies. He does just enough. Yeah, and he doesn't you know, stand that, out that as a bad the, actor. Like it's it's very well crafted, like you said, yeah. Exactly. And they could and, and in hands of another director uh and or writer, they could have maybe tried, oh, it's Batista. We got it, dude. Like, come on, we gotta screen have him doing all this time. Yeah, screen time, screen time, right. And they and it could have been and they could have showed those flaws. Um, but that was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant directing and writing uh from from the crew that that worked on this film. Um and that was I, I forget how old that video or article was. I think it was more so of an article that I read. Um, but that was just something masterful that they've done. Um, and even at the Rooster Brothers, that they took that from James Gunn and worked that into uh the Avengers movies as well, that they continue to do um with the Guardians property, which is awesome. Yeah, uh that that ensemble is is the best, even I would say when you get to it, it may be better than the Avengers with how how well they just mesh. They're one unit, even though they've they've all got their individual strengths. Um, that moment, the quote unquote, that moment in the movie. I think there's an obvious one, but there's there's a lot too to to choose from. If you could pick one moment, uh, maybe one one line. It's hard, right? But uh, pick a moment or yeah, a tough. scene or a quote. <laughs> Del, why don't we uh, why don't we go to you first for this one? Oh, no, it's really tough. Um, come back to me. I gotta think about it. <laughs> I got. One. I gotta I think go. about it for a second. Yeah, yeah. For for me, it's the prison scene, man. Like that. Like we we got the intro to these characters when they're fighting over the the orb uh, on what's the planet called? It starts with a Z, right? Xander. Xander. Xander, right? Yeah, Xander. Yeah. When they're fighting yeah. for it there, we got we got a feeling for all the characters. We got we got our good at intros and stuff like that, but it's the prison scene that you really get to kind of learn all of them and like you get Gamora's background, you find out more about her, and when they're formulating that plan and Groot just goes to the wall and rips the battery out and the rocket's like, Well, we can just start right now in the leg scene. Are you kidding me with the, the with the guy's leg? I need that guy's leg. And it all pays <laughs> off and he's like, No, you really got it. I just I thought it would be funny. Like was he hopping around? Like <laughs> it just like there's so, so much great. it's so good you learn so much about these characters all their strengths i think it's just like i think it's perfectly crafted i love the prison scene more than anything in this in this film almost yeah i would say yeah i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna go with what he said plus that, one prison scene you know it's <laughs> plus one exactly Perfect. vote that up i do love when rocket gets the gun and there's that moment of silence and he goes oh yeah and then him and group <laughs> oh, yeah. just both scream at the top of their lungs that's so funny um Rashawn, why don't we go to you first? Um, for me, yeah, that's definitely up there too. There's so many. I guess if I got to do one, I would go for the battle on Xandar um, when they're making the push to get Ronin or to stop Ronin. Mainly the space, or it's not space because it's on a planet, but the 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 ship battle that they had. Yeah, um, the dog fight. I'm surprised none of you, yeah, the dog fight. Yeah, I'm surprised, not, uh, let's see, Joe, none of you guys made the parallels um to star wars yeah it's, you guys were talking it's about directly inspired show. i mean like th- those those cockpit shots like it's it's directly inspired by star wars yeah the the movements the the way just as just everything that that scene for me and that really shows from obviously from a a uh 
from a dogfighting standpoint and the and the action standpoint, that's incredible. But again, we talked about it before, the visuals on that scene and just again seeing them hover and fly all over that beautiful planet. Um that that for me, I would say is that scene. The only other thing that I would say, it's just, just a quick one, um, is the scene with Thanos. I, I mentioned it briefly. That's why I'm just saying it again. But when he he calls Ronan boy and he puts him in his place and he says he'll bathe the starways in his blood, like that, oh man, it's awesome. Mm. <laughs> that's a smaller I, one. I, I will say the, bigger the, one for the worst line in that movie is also in that scene when nobody's like, Nebula goes, thanks, Dad, and it's like the worst delivery in the yes, entire. It's yes, so yes. like that stands out to me every time. I'm like, I get it, that's your <laughs> character. Like you're very angsty, but like that's real bad. That's the only like yes. standout. Like, oh no. Yeah, she does. I kind think of, it like, kind of served oh. to like establish that tie a little more. It like, did, yeah, for better or worse, to be like, yes, I am Thanos's daughter, really, and it's confusing at first because we're working with Ronan and. It's the delivery, like though. It's, 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 yeah, it's not the dialogue. It's the delivery. It's the very, like, super, super angsty thanks, Dad. Like, very raspy. It's, like, it's a miss for me. And, again, that's her thanks, character. Dad. It's, yeah, it's, it's not it's not good. But, like, that's her. She she does, that's that's the way she talks. But, like, she, she she's, like, a 10 throughout the movie. She dialed that to, like, a 12. <laughs> yeah, I, I, real quick on Nebula. I, um, she, my impression for that has always been, like, in this, only in this movie. Only in this movie. Like the the actress or her, her name escapes me, Karen, Karen Gillan, something or other. Yeah. So she uh, she overacts like in every scene, like in, in my opinion, like she's too angry. She's too like in every scene that she's in. So that always kind of bothered me. Like even that, like you just mentioned that line that really reminded me, like it's not bad acting, but it's just for me, it's just like. Okay, we get it. You're full of rage. Yeah, it's probably it just, the direction she, she was given. Like, she's probably doing the great because yeah. she's a great actress. Like, I've seen her in other stuff, and I really like her. It's probably the what they were going for, but it doesn't always hit. Like sometimes, like you're right, it's just a little too much. Yeah, whether it's James Gunn or or or, or, or her or whatever, but um, just for me, it's just like okay, I get it. You're 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 pissed. Okay, all the time. Sure, but I don't know. I do that feel like that was a direction choice. I feel like they didn't. Yeah. Um, Again, for better or worse, maybe they didn't understand that what they wanted that character to be. Um, mm. And it was tough with developing so many other ones. She gets a nice development in two, I think. Yeah, and I think but, uh, her being so over the top. Yeah, and I think her being so over the top in this one really kind of like paves the way for that development. I think you wouldn't really have as much of that payoff if she wasn't so like one dimensional in the in this film. Even as we get to like Endgame, like I always love when these characters are so out of place. Like I mentioned, how Thor, like coming to Earth for the first time, even in the coffee shop smashes the glass down. Things like that are their norms, are not norms on Earth or where whatever planet they're on. And I feel like she's a really nice example of that. Even like playing with uh, with Tony Stark, yeah, like the, at the beginning of Endgame, football like, game. super competitive. Yeah. <laughs> and he's Tony Stark, right? He's he's kind of just having fun. He's showing yeah. uh, the best. Though they're floating in space. The best thing that they do with. Um, with her in those movies in the guardians movies is when she wants to, she wants to take a, um, eat that root so badly. So you can't eat it. It's not ripe. It's not right. She finally gets it. takes a bite, spits it out. It's not, it's not right. right. It's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's great delivery on, on her part. That's great delivery on her part. Agreed. So. Maybe we didn't get that. If we didn't get this awkward right. version in this movie, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah, she's maybe. a little like Ronan where she's dead serious. Yeah. Like she is on a mission. She's angry. She's doing this. She's doing that. And then you've got the contrast on the other side. And, I think 
maybe Dell, you made a good point earlier where you had the family of the Guardians and then you had Ronan, who is the contrast to them because he's by himself and uh, alone and angry. Maybe that's a little bit Nebula here to show the contrast with Gamora. Like she's finding a family and that she can be accepted and we didn't have that with Nebula. So I, I don't know. In- interesting stuff all around, I think. I do want to talk about Ronan a little bit though because we, we said we get back to it. He's a... Uh... I think it's clear he's kind of a one, one. I've said that a few times, but he's a very, very bland villain, in my opinion. He's got one goal. Um, he's very one-dimensional. But I think my biggest problem with, with him and, and the way he's scripted is I don't understand how he's so strong. Like, I think he kind of suffers from, like, what, what I would consider Dragon Ball Z syndrome. If you're familiar with that show, it's like, all right, how are you this strong? But Drax can't land a punch on him. Like, Drax is literally a ragdoll against... Ronan. He literally can't land a punch. He can't do anything. But Drax can kind of hold his own against the Thanos without the gauntlet. Like, hand-to-hand combat, Drax can kind of get a few punches in. And, you know, it's like Ronan just seems a little too overpowered in this movie. And that kind of fits in with his whole... The issues I have with him him as a whole is like, he just doesn't... He's just not complete in my eyes. Like, he's he's very bland. And I, I just don't get why he's so strong. Like, he doesn't fully work for me. He's the one, if there's a negative, he's the one thing about it. I, I, I feel like it's worth talking about. Most point. people would agree. Yeah. I, I never cared about it. Like I, it never bothered me a lot because there's so much goodness in this movie. Yeah, but, I agree. Uh, it's a fair point. for sure. I'm looking forward to captain Marvel. Cause you know, he, he's his characters in that movie. I'm looking forward to, cause I've only seen captain Marvel um, once so far. So, uh, no, twice. Seen it twice, but um, I'm looking forward to rewatching it again. Just you know, just to see how Ronan is in that compared to um, this movie. Just because you know, watching these movies now with such a like attention for detail, with because I know I'm going to be talking about it or, or whatever. So I'm looking forward to seeing it, if he's played a little bit differently in that. I almost feel like in Captain Marvel, they they go the whole self aware approach and like, okay, we we kind of make Ronan this this very bland guy. Like, let's just double down and make him that again. And like, they they have some really. I think it's, I think it's well done. Yeah, he was even more bland than than he was here, which yeah. is for sure funny. Um, and yeah, it's kind of amazing, like in the scheme of things, that Thanos is this is so important to this. And like I think back, and like he was really a small part of this movie, even though he was like I don't know. It's hard to to describe with him. He's the puppet kind of master. amazed we didn't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just the spirit in the sky. If you know what I'm saying. Come on. Um, How many you got left? <laughs> I'm waiting That's for, for one. You to find out. I'm waiting for one. I know. What I, I'm. I'm interested. <laughs> Good. Uh, we'll keep that going then. So, I think we're we're just about to the portion in the show here. Unless anyone's got some uh, some closing thoughts that we we haven't covered yet, we want to get to our rankings. Yeah. I am excited to see where this goes and. Uh, I'm ready to fight for this one. I'm I'm just saying. So uh, we'll figure that out. But uh, first, we'll go around. Any closing thoughts? Anything that we didn't mention that we wanted to get to? I got no, nothing. John's man. good. We we go, we gushed about this movie for what are we at an hour yeah. and twenty five minutes? Like we we did our jobs. Nothing for me. What I have one thing I want to say. Um, in 2014, this was the best Star Wars movie since 1983. That's that's my <laughs> facts. I said I said that in the, I said that in the pre-show. Facts. Yeah, it's the best uh, Star Wars movie to come out since we heard it. You have all the elements. It's a like this huge brand new universe you're not used to. So many practical effects, which J.J. Abrams would you know a year later fix for Star Wars. But just 
Um, it's just so great. It brought me back to that, you know, that feeling I had when I was a kid watching the Star Wars movies. Like this is all brand new, fresh. None of it. I had very little knowledge of what this was all about, you know. Yeah. Um, I think they so, they do a really I, good good job with like. I don't know, Star Wars, you have the technology, you have like the ships and you have the lightsabers. They they capture that same thing again, man. Like there's so much cool technology that goes into this movie that you like, it's just part of the world. You don't think about it, but they, they show you in such cool ways, like those magnetic grenades, like the, like all, when he's going through the temple to find like that, the, the, the orb for the first time, like the way he deactivates it. Like it's just, it, it has the style about it that like, it's very similar to the way Star Wars made me feel when they introduced all this cool space technology to me. I think this movie nails it just as well, if not better. You now have a character that kills people by whistling. Whistling. It's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. He whistles so a little great. pointy food at their face. It's great. Now, even though I agree with what Dell just said, best Star Wars movie since 1983, I agree with that. Um, the only thing I say, because I've, I've seen people draw parallels to Star Wars before, and I know I did even with that dogfight scene. Um, but I know a lot of people have said that this movie um, is a lot of – this upcoming generations, this is their Star Wars, you know, um, even though, you know, Star Wars had come back. Uh, but that was before that. I personally don't draw as many parallels to Star Wars as a lot of people do. I just look at this as another great sci-fi movie. Like, I, I get I get what a lot of people say when they draw those comparisons, but I don't think Star Wars in any capacity, except just for that dogfight scene, only because I haven't seen dogfights like that since Star Wars. Um, and even then some of the prequels had some just decent, decent scenes with that. Um, so that's the only thing I'll, I'll add to that. Cause I know a lot of people draw parallels to this in star Wars. It's like, I don't see laser swords here. I don't see that. You know, I don't see I nobody poking people, but at the, on the flip side, you have infinity stones. So. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's not necessarily so much from like a parallel standpoint, but Maybe, Maybe it's the best sci-fi in. movie since Star Wars. Maybe that's a better way to phrase sure. it. I don't know. Yeah, it's more than that, though. I'll draw, Josiah, you go ahead. You're the Star Wars. Oh, I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I'm one of a few here. One of a few. For me, it is, you know, truly no pun intended. We keep talking about hooked on a feeling, but like it truly captured that essence for me. And that's why I draw it back. Like it was this new property this new IP that nobody, well, I say new IP, new IP to the big screen. Yeah. So it's a, it's a new, Wars, it was a new property that should have been a flop on the big screen. Like star Wars originally, right. they planned it to be. Comes around and, and people are like, okay, what's this? You know, Fox doesn't even have faith in it. George Lucas retains the rights to the merchandise. He gets the last laugh. Like it instantly becomes a phenomenon. This may be not on that scale. I think that's fair to say, but, Guardians of the Galaxy, like when I saw it, it just it stuck with me and it grew more and more. It just ingrained into my uh, my love for for an IP. I never thought that I could love an IP even close to Star Wars. Like I I really really love Lord of the Rings. There's a few other ones, uh, Batman and the Dark Knight trilogy, you know. But we we got here and uh, we got the movie. And it was it. Like there was no turning back for me. You know, I fooled around and fell in love. That was it. So, it, uh, Del, you wanted to mention something else. Well, I think the one of the parallels is um, in Star Wars: A New Hope. You have these characters who are drawn together by um, a, a, a crazy set of circumstances, and then that become like a family. And then in, in Guardians, you have these characters that are drawn together by these extraordinary 
extraordinary circumstances and become a family. I mean, all the way from the, you've got Leia and you've got Gamora. Leia is a princess of a planet and Gamora is the daughter of Thanos. You've got Star-Lord, which we all love because he's Luke and Han together in the same character. Yes. And yeah. Groot and Chewbacca. And then you have um, C-3PO, who is this, this sentient, basically, droid. And maybe we can shoehorn Rocket into, into that as well, too, because he's not something that's supposed to be but exists anyways. That's a stretch. Maybe ignore that. And then um, I don't know where Drax is yet. But he's in there somewhere too. So you just have like the, the concept is you have yeah. these characters who are from all yeah. different areas of the galaxy, and now they're on an adventure together, and that's Star Wars, you know. And then my and you have the whole dead thing too, right? Like with sure. ego yeah, and with yeah. Thanos, like it's yeah. just it truly, yeah. I think that's a great point, Del. Del, oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. That's why we need a Del back. See, this <laughs> is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't generally like to relinquish my, you know. My, my my crown in a lot of cases, but Dell, you, you are you you earned that one. That that was a good. That was good. That it's was not a good. crown. <laughs> His hat, I should say. Nah, oh, he's yes. gone. He's gone. What are the main culprits? We lost Joe. He's back. He, he said ten seconds. It's like three seconds. He'll be back. He's nice and easy. And he's oh, here. Man. We're yeah. boring you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is there an issue here? Like, are you not entertained? Sorry. <laughs> Welcome back. No, man. It's good to be back, Rashad. It's good what to I be missed. back. Yeah. That was, that was a great escape. So much. Five, it's been like five years. Where have you been? <laughs> you blipped. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys look great. Oh, man. Uh, any, do we want to get to, to rank in this? Yeah, let's, let's rank let's this. Rank this rank this movie. Movie. I'm so anxious. I don't know what's going to happen. I still don't know what I want to say. We want we want to do giveaway first, John. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay. So Dell's here. It's always a great time to have him here. Uh, Twenty six shirts is is nice enough to to sponsor the show with their fantastic line of shirts. Uh, with that, we are giving away one shirt from that fantastic line per episode. Um, so all you have to do is so this week we're going to do Twitter. I think we we're bouncing back and forth Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're back to Twitter. Uh, this is going to post. Uh, usually it's a Monday. It's not going to be a Monday. Today is Wednesday, the fifteenth. We're recording. This will be up tomorrow, the sixteenth. So hop on Twitter. Um, on Thursday, the 16th of July, you will see this tweet. It's going to be good for one week. It's going to be very obvious. Hey, this is a giveaway. This is how you enter. Super simple stuff. Retweet, something like that. You'll see it in there, but you will be entered to enter to win a uh, free shirt from Fantastic. So that's been super awesome. So Adele, thank you for, for hooking us up with that because that has been a lot of fun to give away some, some awesome shirts. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. We've got uh, 10, 10, I think. Nine so far, nine so uh, far right? Uh, we've got nine then very very happy Cakeverse fans yep. let me tell you so thank you cool want to wrap this to. guys alright let's do it alright yes, yes I'm so excited alright all right. Right. it's on the screen pull it up on my phone alright yeah you guys pull it up so you can see as well but I've got it uh, on the screen for viewers at home our current rankings, the MCU review, number one, the Avengers, number two, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, number three, Iron Man, number four, Iron Man three, number five, Iron Man two, number six, Captain America, the first Avenger, number seven, Thor, number eight, Thor, the Dark World, number nine, the Incredible Hulk. Buckle Ooh, up. Buckle up. Man, where do we even start this one? I'm going to start it above Iron Man three. If anybody has any objections, nope. That's a good place to start. 
above Iron Man. Rashawn, 3. what about you? What about you? You think this is better than Iron Man three? I know you. Got- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, I did. It's, it's light years better than Iron Man three. All right, so we're gonna start right below Iron Man one. We'll start the votes. All right, who thinks it is better than Iron Man one? Me. We all do. For audio listeners at home, that's a resounding all of us. Okay. It's a resounding me. It's a resounding me. Who thinks this movie is better than Captain America the Winter Soldier? Me. Me too. I buy a team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it barely matters, but I'm glad to have him. Rashawn, you don't think so? I mean, it doesn't matter for Rashawn. I don't don't, don't think so, but I'm not even I can't get I can't even get mad. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's fair. Who thinks that this movie is better than the Avengers? Hold it. Wait, oh, come on. wait, hold, hold for no. a few seconds, just in case. No. Dramatic pause. All right. Me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Me and Josiah vote yes. I'm sorry, man. Like this movie is yeah. more fun. I have more fun with this movie every time I watch it. I respect the Avengers. I love it. It's an accomplishment. This movie had everything going against it. I didn't see this movie in theaters. I didn't care about this movie. I've seen this movie more than I've seen almost any other movie in history. It, like, all of that going for it, I'm sorry, man. This movie stands alone. This was the biggest risk and the biggest reward. This is our new number one, baby. Baba Yaga, you never let me down. I love it. That is super exciting. I, y'all heard my Ain't No Mountain High Enough, right? Like I, I was going all in on that. Yeah, that I was saving that for the end. I, it had to be there. And I'll, I'm so happy that this got there. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to get ahead of Avengers. But me I'll either. tell you this: I was willing. If it was, I, I thought we could get to second. Like I was pretty confident. I was going to use a snap if it didn't get there. Just saying. So was I. But I, we, we don't have to. I love this movie so much, so much. It's the gateway for so many people into the MCU. It is. No. Um, it, it's. It's. It's just. It's so great on every tell single him, level. Tell him, Tell him, Dale. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry, man. I, I, got, I get it. The Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers is the culmination of fifty years of comic books actually happening right. on the screen. And this did it in one movie. Exactly. We talked about that. For characters that we didn't care about. No, no, there was no culmination for Guardians of the Galaxy. Stop. See, I was willing to listen to this dribble. We didn't need a culmination. We didn't need one. They came together like that. The Avengers wouldn't have worked without five movies before it. You, you, that movie had no backstory. We didn't know those characters. We didn't care about those characters. You couldn't have reintroduced the Hulk. It would have been Justice League. This movie did it in one. I'm sorry, man. and, And again... Ask me this next week. With characters we didn't give a crap about. I know. Like characters that people were like embarrassed to talk about. I agree. I I get I get it. And this isn't something for me to get like outraged over. Like I get it. And I it's you know, like and I'll I'll even be honest with you. Like this is I struggled with it. I wanted to put it number one right after watching it, and I had to think on it for uh for several days. And I just like I couldn't get there. And you know what it is? You know what it is for me? It all came down to the the, the Battle of New York and just zooming in down and you have the whole 360 around the guy, the, the all the, the, I say guys, the guys and the girl. Yeah. Um, and I just, for me, it's just like, it's so good, man. Loki, it is. Right, that, it, and then Loki, 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 Loki's awesome. I'm taking, 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I don't think anyone would argue with that. I, what I'm, so where I come in, where this is, is bigger to me and I listen, it's incredible that we're even that John and I are saying this from it's our so point of view, close, but, man. It's 
with Avengers, there are lulls for me. With Guardians, it is must-see all the way through. Like, there's not a moment where I'm like, all right, when does that part come out? Like, it is must-watch TV the entire time. And I, I just... I think that's the best way to put it for how I feel about it. Agreed. I talked about this before. I kind of have like my filter for ranking these movies because like it, this is the most subjective thing in the world. There's no ob- like someone could pop on here and, <laughs> and and give us a thesis as why uh, Thor: Dark World is their favorite and why they think that's the best. Like they're it, it's all subjective, right? For me, I, I think about two things. I think about all right, what movie do I like more? Like if you were to say, all right, we're watching a movie. Do you want to watch this? Like what what wins that category? And for me. It's always going to be Avengers on this list. I'm sorry. It's always going to be Guardians on this list, right? And the other side of that coin is what's like objectively more well made. Like what, like when, when I look into all those factors and the culmination and, and and all the big moments and stuff like that, like, try to weigh some objectivity into it. I think a, a, Avengers wins there, but for me, Guardians wins so much with like, yo, I want to watch this movie again right now because it's so so much fun. I think it just like. I think it takes the cake, but again, I don't know, man. Like you could ask me this next year, and I could flip those two. Honestly, they're so close. I, I, I think you so could much. argue either way for Guardians, John. I know you mentioned two different ways of looking at it. I think you could make an argument from a quality standpoint for for Guardians. Agreed. How hard it it was to put together. I, I think I think I, so you too. can't go wrong. I think Avengers wins in that objectivity quality level. Um, I think. Avengers is still, I'm sorry, Guardians is still great. I keep looking at the the ranking and Avengers is just the bigger title because Guardians is a longer thing. So I keep saying Avengers, but um, I think they're, they're both objectively good, but Avengers wins, wins that battle. But I think that Guardians wins the fun battle so much more. Like I think it runs away with that. Like I want to watch this movie right now. I would watch it twice back to back because I like, I love that movie so much. So again, we're going to have some angry people. I know we have set uh, uh, Dell and, and Rashawn here, but man, like, just so much fun. I can't get outraged. Like I said, I can't get outraged. Like I struggled with it, you know. I mean, yeah, I can't. So, I can't get outraged, but I, fun. I will still disagree. That's but fine. I, definitely not. Definitely not like a Josiah saying that Iron Man three is better than than one. Or did, what did you he say? Did say three was Iron Man three was one. better than one. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that's not yeah. a moment. Like this isn't a moment like that, but. It definitely yeah. catches me by surprise. I think I, I have, but the reason why I can't get upset, I have heard other people say it. Not a, there's a small nerd group that thinks this, uh, but I have heard that people do think that Guardians is better than I mean, Avengers. If it's uh, so small, and, I mean, we could put a poll out there and and, find and, and mainly for the fun factor. Yeah, what I've if what I've heard. The the one argument that I have heard as well is that Guardians. I mean, I feel like I didn't agree with this when I heard it years ago. Um, but the one argument that I have heard is that Gar- we have we had never seen anything like Guardians. But again, we had never seen anything like Avengers. But Guardians was so unique and so different. And the argument that it was supposed to fail and didn't. Avengers, it was so different. But did we really think Avengers was going to fail? No, there was a chance. There's a chance that any movie is going to fail. But we didn't necessarily think Avengers was going to fail where Guardians was it was an uphill battle you know it was an uphill battle from the jump and they were able to not only meet expectations but blow the lid off of the expectations so i for, for someone making that argument you know i get it i get it cool yeah guardians uh became a brand very quickly for marvel almost almost you know in pop culture nowadays as famous as as avengers mm-hmm. uh when before that it was the butt of the joke so 
Good stuff there. I'm happy uh, we we got where we got there. We've got so, the official rankings. The new number one. That's always exciting. I can't. Uh, I don't know when we're gonna have a new number one again, but I'm excited for it because this is a uh, this is my favorite part of the show. I love doing this stuff. This is this is good. That's a good question. When will we have a new number one? Let's not get too far into. It. I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just I know when. Fun. I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> Give it a little time. Um. So, yeah, super, super exciting episode. We clearly love Guardians of the Galaxy. Even our other half of the show here who Number loves one, it just maybe. not as much, but it's close. Uh, we want to know what your rankings are. Can't wait to see the comment section go crazy on wait. social media. Uh, I'm into it. No, I, it's a hill to die on for me. <laughs> Go to facebook.com slash the Geekiverse as well as Twitter. We are at the underscore Geekiverse. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram as well. I will wrap things up here with just a, a quick plug. Um, I'm going to end the, the show after that. Hopefully I survive this last thing because we got my, my disappearance out of the way. So hopefully we're good. But uh, John, where can people find you on social media to tell you how great your opinion is about Guardians being number one? Oh, I wish that's what people were going to say. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at Disruptoid uh, talking all things MCU. We're back in the swing of things. So usually once we're once we're in this, man, I'm tweeting about this stuff all week. So come hang out. Lots of video game talk over there too because uh, it's, it's a fun season for that as well. But yeah, come hang out and listen to our newest episode of Geeks Got Game. Uh, G3, that was a fun episode we just published today. It'll be yesterday for you because we're time traveling. But um, that's our bi-weekly podcast, all things video games. We have a lot of fun with it. Uh, so check that out. Be part of the conversation. Stay informed. You can go uh, visit me on Twitter to talk about Guardians. I'm at True King Zero. <laughs> I can't do it to it. All right, Rashad, give us the spiel. You never, you never speak for the king. (laughs) I think our list kind of speaks for the king, though. Listen, kind of multiple ways. I ain't talking about no list. I'm talking. I'm talking about that (laughs) that guy right there that thinks that Iron Man three is better than Iron Man. I'll never. I'll never let that go, dude. Just the facts. Just letting you know now. Um, But yes, you can. You can find me (laughs) on the Geekiverse here weekly um, with MC Reviewed. You can catch me bi-weekly on Geeks Got Game. Uh, Follow me on Twitter where I talk about a lot of stuff we talk about on these shows at True King Zero. Um, and for my fellow gamers out there, you can catch me on Twitch, uh, TV as well, dot TV as well. I'm streaming some games. I'm going to be playing Ghost of Tsushima that launches this Friday, mm-hmm. um, as my next major game. So you can catch me at True King Zero on there as well. It's so crazy. We have the same Twitter handle. Dell, <laughs> you, uh, you are very famous on, on Twitter, especially, um, Tell us again, one more time, just the, the mission of Fantastic and 26 Shirts and, and where people can find you. Yeah, uh, you can find me, Del Reed, at D-E-L-R-E-I-D. Um, and you can find 26 Shirts at 26 Shirts and Fantastic at Fantastic Tees. And that's across all of the different social media platforms. Um, but yeah, that's it. We just, you know, 26 shirts, fantastic. We love sponsoring everything that Geekiverse is doing with this this podcast series. And uh, I love that you guys invite me in to do this. I really enjoy it. I missed you guys so much. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> we missed you too, man. We're we're happy that you're a part of this. Um, again, everybody check out Fantastic and 26 shirts. Uh, I believe it's 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. Uh, new merchandise there. 
proceeds go from every purchase to charities, family in need, an individual in need, uh, incredible people helping those in need. And uh, to date, just uh, we're creeping up uh, on $800,000 donated. So very, very moving stuff there. I am at Josiah DeLaroy on social media. Uh, So we mentioned uh, the Fantastic giveaway that we do because of Fantastic every episode. Uh, What my cohorts did not know is um, the Geekiverse is doing a few giveaways for this this episode. Um, the What you guys didn't know was before the show, I recorded just a little, little video, so maybe we could splice it in. We'll see. Or maybe we'll release it as a separate thing. Uh, but I was going to be doing what I did and saying every awesome mix title throughout. Um, people have to comment on a very specific Facebook status at Facebook, uh, the Geekiverse's Facebook. And tell just the numeric order for what I mentioned those titles in. And I'm going to give a shirt away that says We Are Groot. There's going to be a second We Are Groot t-shirt that is going away. And that is because John called me out on it during the show. So because somebody called me out, I was waiting for one of you to say something. Uh, That is a bonus shirt. So three possible... uh, Well, three shirts were given away here. Thanks to Fantastic and because John called it out. So... Fun, fun stuff. It's funny. I mentioned it to Lord, and she's like, do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. She is Palpatine. It's scary. <laughs> uh, lots of fun here. As always, thanks for tuning in, whether it was youtube.com slash the Geekiverse or any of the major podcast streaming channels. We really appreciate you. We want you to get in the conversation. So visit us on social media. Tell us your ranking. Tell us if we're right. Tell us if we're wrong. How far off base we are. It's all in good fun. For Dell, for John, for Rashawn, I'm Josiah. We will catch you next week for Avengers Age of Ultron. Can't wait to get into that discussion. Have a good day. 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 Have a good day.